we're back. We're potting. We have some news uh, that we have to 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 plug again. If you didn't listen to the last episode, what are we doing June thirteenth, yeah. Emilio? What are we doing? June thirteenth, we are hosting a Dewey Dudes party in the basement of Lovely Day, eight to eleven p.m. The times are a little loose. You know, could 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 go later. Probably will go later, but um, there will be. There will be gift bags, goodie bags. There will be free merch given out. Um, there will be music. What what else can we uh, say? It'll about be it? a it'll be a great old time. It'll be great. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, uh, you'll see a lot of former guests there. Uh, what else can we expect? Um, I don't know. I I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of just uh, waiting for. Waiting for that night to happen and be surprised. That's all. We'll see. Yeah, once we get that flyer done, we'll we'll start aggressively posting. Um, and uh, what else do we need to catch up on? Anything? Just gotta, just gotta, you know, let's chat about this podcast episode that you're about to to hear. I myself haven't heard it yet. I'm excited to hear it. Do you want to explain why why I was why 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 I was I had a I, I had an interview solo this week? Been juggling a bunch of different things and and had a last minute DJ set at Babies, and a couple of days before I was like, you know what? I actually don't remember how to DJ at all, so I had to book some time out at Pirate Studios, and I had sort of a crazy work schedule. I worked like a eight hour private party on Thursday had another like seven hour private party on Saturday. The DJ set was on Sunday. So I was like, all right, I need this Friday to book out a couple hours at, at Pirate Studios to to fucking get ready for the DJ set. So so Evan Evan took on this pod solo and I'm sure he killed it. You want to intro them? You know, you'd meant you'd mentioned that you weren't it, it felt odd interviewing without you. I'll say that. And I wonder if anybody can catch on, you know, that there's just not that it's not a good interview, mm-hmm. but that there there's a voice missing. Yeah, they needed, and uh, your your silence was deafening. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, to intro our guests this week, we have uh, a powerhouse podcasting couple from the Chapo Trap House podcasting universe, um, Catherine Krieger and Will Meniker. And uh, yeah, we just get into into their uh, their personal care routines. I'm I'm. Um, you know, I, I, we finally get some kind of beard talk on the podcast. I don't think we've ever actually had someone beard with talk. a beard. Oh, nice. Um, and you know, Will and Catherine also get into some of the theories as to why the, the right is short circuiting when it comes to, to, to manliness and reclaiming manhood, masculinity. And then, uh, I'm also introduced to the, the quote unquote, who care mindset? Uh, we also talk movies, just a lot of lot of lot of good stuff in there, and uh, yeah. But oh, I did want to mention because this comes up in the episode, and I didn't really have all the all the tools or info to to ch- chat about it. But uh, I'm surprised we haven't talked about it on this show. The um, the Travis Barker death liquid or liquid death, right? Is that liquid the name death, of the brand? Yeah. Liquid death, right? The, the liquid water. death, the liquid death enema the travis barker enema did you know did you know about this no what, what is it they made all right so travis barker and liquid death partnered to create 
a fucking I thought I, I didn't realize it was a gimmick. I thought they were being serious, but then I went over to the website and watched some of the worst worst uh the worst marketing SNL fucking spoofs I've ever seen. And uh they oh, teamed God. up and they created a, an NMS an enema set for hundred and eighty dollars, which um is it's exactly what you think it is. It is an enema bulb in a liquid death <laughs> can signed by Travis Barker. And uh, something you'd probably find at a Spencer's gift shop. Uh, but surprisingly, it's sold out. And, you know, maybe think, I, I, are, is, it, is it healthy to put sparkling water up your asshole? Uh, you cleaning, know, uh, cleaning for, out your colon with a seltzer? Right off the bat, my, my first impressions are, I would say no. But maybe they're onto something. We, I guess we have to buy one. We got to test them out. We got to do a, a live <laughs> enema on the pod. Yeah, we'll we'll see about that. But uh, let's okay. yeah, let's get into the show. <laughs> let's get into the show. All Well, sick. Well, thank you for being here. Um, Thanks for having us. Let's uh, let's see how we start this. Every time, do you guys ever feel like when you have the mic in your hand, it's like the first time you're ever doing it again? <laughs> I mean, I, not you, for me. You I'm have the old, mic in your uh, hand a lot. <laughs> I'm an old hat at this. No, yeah. Sometimes, like you know, you hit record and it's like looking at a blank word processor and like the little cur- like the cursor is just ticking and you're just like, what what the fuck am I gonna do? Yeah. Like, uh, Meanwhile, I always know what to do when yeah. I have the mic in my hand. You know, I'm just a seasoned pro. Freestyling, drop well, some bars. I was, Absolutely I was not. Gonna, I've always <laughs> noticed that the two of you. Uh, I'll start off the show by doing a little bit of dick riding. Um, <laughs> you guys have uh, a particular gift of gab. And uh, well. I'm always kind of impressed. Well, I guess it makes sense for podcasters how good they are at that. But mm-hmm. I think whenever I press record, I'm like, God damn, I got to turn it on. <laughs> um, which I guess, I, oh, God damn. The, the Slack channel. Oh, the triggering up. sound. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to just do a quick intro uh, mm-hmm. just to let people back in. All right. Welcome back to Dewey Dudes, everybody. Uh, the, today I am hosting solo. Emilio, my better bo- uh, podcasting half is out. But I am not alone. Uh, I'm joined by a podcasting power couple, Catherine Krieger and Will Meneker. Hello. How are you doing? Uh, Welcome to the goddamn show. How are we doing today? What's on your mind? Thank you for having us. Feeling feeling moisturized. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I've had... I've got that natural dew because it's 85 outside. Is it really 85? Yeah, it's really hot. Goddamn. I've been uh, been using the face masks that they give to burn victims. I thought I was going to be on video, so I wanted to be like, you know, totally moisturized. You know, I've been, been, yeah, I've been stealing uh, moisturizers from the burn units at hospitals. (laughs) And, you know, I think I'm looking pretty good. Yeah, the moneymaker's looking great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, usually how we open this show is, yeah, we, we, we start off with the first segment, which is, you know, drop the routine. You know, I, I imagine all the wear and tear that goes into building a podcasting empire. Mm. Uh, you know, 
money got taller, money got longer. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm sure now that you guys are very into the entertainment scene, mm. you guys have to, uh, to humor the vanity a little bit. So let's, let's start there. Let's hear, you know, how do, we, how do we turn ourselves into Catherine Krieger? How do we turn ourselves into Will Menneker? Oh, every wow. morning, every night, get ready for the day. Oh, man. To jump on the Zoom, to press record. How do we do it? You know man. what they say, more money, more skincare problems. <laughs> Do you want to do you want to start with your well, routine? Yeah. Well, I mean, my routine it's, is, it's a short routine. Yeah, my routine is pretty. I, I don't really have like uh, a, a morning routine. You know, I just sort of I sort of get up and start my day. But like my skincare routine is like I got I got to moisturize when I get out of the shower because okay. you know like he's like, a dry boy. Yeah, because my skin will get pretty dry. Um, I have like some sort of Korean. Uh, it was Korean face moisturizer that Catherine put me on to. I, I brought that to the family. But, I feel like they just changed the formula or something, and it like doesn't like. Uh, don't you of, hate that? Yeah, they changed the formula now that like doesn't sort of um, I don't know melt into my skin quite as quite as it's, quite as uh, moisturizing. Etudes, uh, moisteful collagen. Yeah, um, I don't know. Like you, can, I think you can they, get that on Amazon. Yeah, I think they screwed up the collagen though. I think they're they're not putting <laughs> enough foreskins in, in the face cream anymore. So I don't know. I hope so. I'm, I'm not going to like you bring know. back the placenta. Yeah, you know, like uh, until they until they bring back the foreskins, that's sort of like I drank from the wrong <laughs> grail at the end of the last crusade. That's sort of what I feel like. But also, you know, that's only that that's just like the the skin part of my face, the hair part of my face that needs upkeep too, which is so, most of your face. Yeah, most of my face is hair. So I've gotten like some uh, some products from the uh, Detroit Grooming Company. It's a company about you know you basically it, it, it start well it started out as a company where they basically were attempting to molest kids at Red Wings games and that's <laughs> oh my God. no I'm just kidding no they have a uh, some nice beard products I got a beard a beard wash a beard conditioner beard oil and beard balm was so, this is this something you sought out on your own or yeah I, I mean I was always curious to do do you attract any PR packages oh, are you are you in God, the space are you in the influencer space <laughs> no I, no, I, 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 I guarantee I guarantee he found it the way he finds almost every product which is it was advertised to him on instagram yeah i'm real it's a real sucker oh, yeah. what's, what's the explore page looking like these days uh, it's like my, my instagram explore page is 90 percent like animals being friends with each other and then not 90 percent actually there's quite quite a fair bit of cooking cooking contents on there okay, like right. you know like like uh there's a lot, of, a lot of content of like people who grill outside like in the wilderness and they're throwing like a tomahawk steak on like a campfire Stuff like that. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that is that is that the safe answer with the uh, with the, uh, the oh, girlfriend and then, next and then, to you? And then all the porn stars. I yeah, 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 of course. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. I just like you know, I give Will a lot of shit about this. I'll like end up on a porn star's page, um, and it'll just say Cody dead for twenty. Like already liked all God these damn. photos. I know, I know. So he tells on himself that way. Well, maybe just leaving little breadcrumbs, you know. Yeah, I know, I know. It feels like a little scavenger hunt. Like this was left for me to find. <laughs> All right, so we're we're done with the beard. All right, what else? What else are we doing? Are we are we? Um, do you use sunscreen? Uh, I use sunscreen if I'm going to like be outside in the summer for any like extended period of time. But like, thankfully, I mostly don't do that. So I you I like be. you know my number you should be well my number one skincare tip is avoiding the sun at all costs. <laughs> And you know, like I, I think I think it's worked out for me so far, except for the uh, the vitamin D deficiency. <laughs> but other than that, it's going great. Uh, cold brew. Start every morning with cold uh, brew. Here's, here's a little here's a little here's a little uh, coffee <laughs> hack for you. If you put a little horchata on top of your morning cold brew, take it from the coffee boss, Will Menneker. That's that's a that's a tasty treat to start your day. I'm not a horchata fan myself, but you know, I haven't had horchata maybe in uh, for years. Although I do know they have the rum infused. 
uh, version you can pick up at, at your local oh, rum chata. Rum chata. Oh man, I'm thinking that's the way you start with a little bit of uh, an aper- uh, aperitif. If you I will. think I had rum chata before I actually had horchata because I'm from the Midwest, so horchata. Horchata is a little like too here. spicy for me, a little too sure. too like, feisty. You're like I don't like whores. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love whores. That's well documented. Um, any other what? Well, any other routine um, related? items in in your day-to-day do you do you um you know are you are we are we popping pills are we are we engaging with maybe a, a fun little uh travis barker uh uh enema that he released recently mm. are we yeah travis barker has an enema he's got he an enema yeah, yeah. yeah enema he partnered with it's limited uh, edition oh, who the fuck did he partner with but uh, I just didn't know the boys oh, were doing that. Oh, liquid death. Liquid death. Yeah, yeah. It has a liquid death. Yeah, MRI. if you want yeah. like uh, you know bubbly water up your anus, uh, <laughs> isn't isn't liquid death carbonated? I try, you know, I, try I, everything I, I, once. I think there's carbonated and non-carbonated versions of, uh, of liquid well, death. But you know, I want, I want the bubbly stuff up my ass. <laughs> Scrubbing bubbles. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like, obviously an important part of the morning routine, you know, got to take a deuce, you know? And <laughs> yeah, in which order? All right, so which order? Is that the first well, thing? Are we doing, is it after well, like, the, uh, know, like, it's like it's a, coffee? Yeah, coffee first sure. and about like, you know, I'm, I'm regular as hell. I'm like a Swiss clock. <laughs> it's like, it's probably- You the, heard it here first, it's folks. Probably the, probably the best part of my, my health in general is my shitting. I'm very proud of that. And then um, from there, it's just sort of like, well, do I have anything to do today? And if the answer is no, then I start my uh, smoking weed routine, probably around, you know. It's a real routine. One, one or two that, o'clock. That drives uh, the business. Um, I don't know. Do I, have, do I have any other routines, Catherine? Um, and then just, you know, you get, you record, you smoke weed, and then it's like, you know, it gets on to dinner time. Our, sure. our routine is, you know, just forlornly scrolling yeah. DoorDash yet again, being like, hey, what do we want to waste $100 on that's not going to be good? Um, and I then, mean, it's not, it's not New York unless you're spending $100 a day. I know. I know. Just to like leave your apartment and then uh, smoking weed again while we watch our stories. Um, he's the weed guy, though. I'm not, I, you know, I have too many thoughts already. Got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What about you, Catherine? What are we? All right, let's let's hear let's hear the lineup. Let's all hear right. okay. the top shelf. Um, so you know, I've I've like really I've used basically everything at this point, but I've really like made a concerted effort to kind of like dial things back, mostly because I think I was just doing too much. Um, so I love the what what's the brand? It's Corsarex. Cors. Yeah. Yeah. It's I always say the name wrong, but it's their Good Morning like low pH cleanser. Um, I used to use that morning and night, but I'm, I'm basically just like that, that kind of splash your face. Um, especially as we transition into summer life. Um, cause otherwise I think I, I get dried out and then I get oily. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, my beefier routine is definitely like evening. I'll use, I'll, I'll do a double cleanse if I've been wearing makeup that day. Um, you know, use the, what is it? The, um, the clean it balm. It's, I think it's also, it's K beauty. Are you, are you oh, big it's like, clean it, clean it zero. Are you big like a uh, uh, Soco Glam gal? Oh, I do like Soco Glam. Yeah. Have, you ever, um, have you ever heard of a place called 0035 oh, yeah. millimeter? Oh, oh yeah. Right, damn, damn. Yeah. She's, she's down in Chinatown. I know. I know. I need to actually like go check out the physical location. I've only like. Oh, it's it's small. It's great though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, highly curated. What's I've the, heard. What's yeah. the stuff you put on your face that smells bad? 
Okay, so that's the Biologie Recherche. Biologie Recherche. 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 French ash. Very good. It kind of smells like chocolate a little bit. Oh, he. It's not what it smells like. Or like a morgue, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Definitely feels like like I shouldn't have smoked that shit. Now I'm rubbing acid on my face. Yeah, the P. I'm a big P50 head. Um, getting treatments at rescue spa oh i wish i i like i actually haven't seen my it sounds embarrassing to say f- my facialist but i like really love this woman uh her name is callie strauss she has a little like studio called perlita yeah um yeah she's great okay um, tell, nothing embarrassing about that you. that's family yeah yeah that's this is this right is a, you know another hot tip um so yeah i'm a big chemical exfoliator much to will's chagrin um and then you know like a nice sleeping mask a little laneige oh um the water mask or what else do i like to use oh i'm on that i'm on that dew tip Uh, i like their instant angel in the winter do yeah that's that's a good the the other do the other do yeah do yeah do yeah do shout out shout out to to marta to marta in Charlotte, yeah, they have, have, uh, they've they, been on the pod. They've been on the pod. You know, we we went skincare heavy with them. Mm-hmm. It's always fun to get like a like an array of guests. You yeah, because I think it's actually really kind of baffling because it's like I kind of really don't have like my own routine like outside of skincare, and sometimes I just don't even do it. Right, but it is curious to like understand if people live their lives as chaotically as I do. Yeah, we're just like <laughs> raw dogging every morning. Raw fucking, dogging reality. You know, going out, staying until 4 a.m., mm-hmm. coming home, but still engaging with, you know, how they have to look the next morning. But. Yeah, yeah. I now have to be in the office, so, like, I'll just stay up till 6 a.m. sometimes, and then I have to do those, um, you know, like, the snail. I, I also love, like, the the snail mucin stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Need those, like, under my eyes. Um, yeah, I, I'm really good at the turn, turn your face from, um, dead body into semi-presentable thing. Yeah, I'm, trying, I'm trying to get into those, um, like Amazon poison arrow frogs. You just take a, <laughs> you take a little bit of them and just dab it under the eyes and like the, it's, it's, it's poison, uh, very deadly if you lick it and also hallucinogenic. But, you know, it does, does remind us for your face. They'll take years off your life, literally. The, the hallucinogenic part sounds like a selling point. <laughs> I think between that or like putting, uh, I know people do put preparation H under their eyes. I've heard that. To, to reduce the puffiness, you know. And like reduce redness also. Redness. Zoomers love to put uh, put uh, Burt's Bees under their eyes. Because hmm. um, it's like kind of stingy? Yeah, it stings. It, you know, they're trying to feel something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah relatable. Uh, relatable. I don't need to feel it under my eyes though, you know. Sure. Uh, what should I be adding? Like, what should I? What should I add to my morning routine? Well, I think I think, brother, all you need is really sunscreen. That's it. Sunscreen. Yeah. sunscreen. Okay. I think I think uh, a sunscreen with a moist. Well, you're already moisturizing, but mm-hmm. you know, I don't. Sounds like you're not washing like, your I face. Would like, I would like. But no. There are worse things. There are worse things in life than not washing your face. Yes. I'll say that. But, but the SPF is like a necessity, and you know. But real- how much do you care? The thing is, I always ask this too. You know, right. some people come on. They're like, I don't give a fuck about this. Right. But it's like how much. How much do you care about your well, physical Well, I mean, like, I mean, it's... <laughs> That's a real existential yeah, question. Existential How much do you feel about your husk of a, a being? <laughs> well, your I mean, earthly husk? <laughs> you know, I mean, like, yeah, it is an existential question because it's sort of like, it's a push and pull between my laziness and vanity because, like, you know... Because uh, you know, most of the time I'd rather not think about it, but then if I notice like that I feel ugly or something, then I'm like, oh, i got to change everything. But, yeah... 
I don't know. Do I mean, you feel like, like you think about it more as you be as you became more of a public figure? Yeah, sometimes I'll see my face like in a photo or like and sure, I, yeah, like or it, people will point out that your face <laughs> looks looks some kind of way online. Yeah. Always no, feels no, good. No, no, no one has ever gotten to me. I'm untouchable. So yeah, that's true. Those, those, that's those, true. Those, those yeah, you can't right you now. can't get to them. I don't know. I mean, I, my problem with um uh you know um sun suntan lotion or an SPF of some kind is like it, it's. It always leaves sort of like a, a sheen of white, you know. They don't, they don't sort of like just blend into my right, face. Right. Like the white, seamlessly. the white cast, the dreaded yeah. white cast. Yeah, oh, you know. Well, uh, there's a there's a brand called Doctor Loretta. Mm. Okay, no cast, no cast at all. Yeah, um, yeah. I have I'm to a, have to gift you some of that, but yeah, seriously, um, send send the PR packages our yeah, way. <laughs> I'll, send, I'll send them straight to your DMs. You guys can be on the list. You guys can be. Uh, uh, gifted nothing but but goops and cremes. Thank um, you. I do love a good goop. Getting gooped up on my face. You love to get gooped. <laughs> you know, I, well, yeah. I, I was going to say on your show recently. You know, you guys do sometimes get into like wellness. You know, yeah, consumerist identities. We just did. Yeah. Um, you know, and as it relates to kind of like the uh, the current, I guess, like uh, quote unquote masculinity panic. You know, I was wondering what are what are what are some of the forces behind all of our all of our um, our our new cults of our new personalities behind uh, the masculinity panic and uh, what's why 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 are we why are some people short circuiting on this in trying to reclaim uh, manhood? Mm. I think it's because like in the, in the uh, I view it as like in all of the sort of like ongoing and cascading gender panics about masculinity and femininity. And, you know, like trans issues is I think like, you know, I imagine what it was like for me growing up. And I think it's probably like a billion times worse today. It's like the thought of like coming into adolescence or young adulthood and like the expectations of masculinity or femininity and the performance of of them, I think leads people to like, I think it's really frightening. And I think it, it seems like, uh, I don't know, like an, anything to either avoid the burdens of that or like you know going the opposite direction impose like a psychotic level of control over them that you can kind of like i don't, I don't know through like you know tanning your balls or only eating meat or uh retaining your <laughs> retaining your cum never retaining jacking off seed. retaining seed it's like through like uh the discipline of the body or like you know quack diets and uh like you know like hokum medical uh, advice or whatever i think it's like a way that like that people think that they can like i don't know hack or um humanity yeah yeah hack humanity or just sort of like if you could um if you can control all of the inputs then you can like you know predict the outputs and I, yeah like I, I think it's a way of like asserting control over an increasingly what, what seems to be certainly as, as you get into adulthood like the unpredictable uncontrollable nature of just this catastrophe of being alive and so like in, in some senses I'm, I'm very sympathetic with it but then in others i think it's like driving people insane what do you uh, are, are there are there any practices that you might endorse? <laughs> Say if uh, you know you you yourself had to come out in uh, uh, as a you know a budding personality in the manosphere. What 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 are some of the the practices that you would subscribe to the fellas? Um, I don't know. I would say like just um like. Uh, like work on just cultivating, like uh, learning how to credit your own taste, and that's good like, advice. Like learning how to credit your own taste, and like having having a confidence in the things that that you like or that work for you. And you know, I mean, like I'm not one to tell anyone to work out because you know I don't do that, <laughs> but it couldn't hurt. You know, it couldn't hurt to go for a jog, and, and you know, because because I do it, I'd say. Um, 
like if you're worrying about food, like learning how to cook is a very good, useful skill to have. And I'm not saying like because you can like it's some need to like control every aspect of your nutrition, but I think like I, I think just like uh, having like a basic competence with like ingredients and like methods of preparing food. I, I think is a, is a good skill to have. Everything just feels so much more complicated now. Like, you know, when I was coming up, it was just like, you know, as a, as a woman, you either have an eating disorder or I guess you can cut, you know, <laughs> and uh, worst case scenario, I guess you do both. Um, but you obviously uh, like also have to point out that it's like, you know, not to get too serious, but like it's a moment of unprecedented kind of like wealth inequality, all of these economic forces. You know, like if you're a Zoomer, if you're someone coming up, I also think you're terrified about becoming who you'll become and like how you fit into society because like the social promise of someday you're going to like get a job that fulfills you. Someday you're going to be able to afford to have a kid or like own a house. Like all of that has been totally stripped away. So what we're left with are like deeply atomized people who, you know, not only like don't relate to any like kind of social identity about like community, right? Like, but also don't relate to like any, um, you know, kind of broader understanding of like what it means to, well, yeah. to be like, yeah, a man or a woman or, you know, non-binary, whatever. And back to the, the, the manosphere, I think it's like, like I said, like this, this it's, it's trying to assert control and like it's trying to uh, create a masculinity for yourself in the absence of like any kind of community or male role models in your life or like even just a group of male friends and you know like i'm i'm always astounded by people don't have friends anymore well yeah i'm always astounded by like the people who are just looking for a new dad on the internet and it's like whether it's you know like jordan peterson or andrew tate and i suppose there are like you know maybe i mean i don't know like 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 the people people demand that of us sometimes about being or not not demand it but like there's an expectation <laughs> They're of like looking towards you of, like positive yeah. like masculine role models and i'm just like i don't know like do, do you need a new dad or something and i guess i guess people do i mean i, I don't know like I, I guess that's the case but i i think it's like it, it is hard to figure out like or be comfortable with like the person who you're going to become or your or this idea of yourself as a man like alone by yourself just looking at like a box in your lap or in front of you yeah i mean i think about um like again this kind of goes to what you were saying Catherine, about like there there really is like no hope for the future and i know that's a really trite thing to say yeah and it, it is wild to me how much there's like it feels like people are more afraid of aging than ever i don't know yeah. if this is just because i'm like just getting older as a young adult but like there's a weird cognitive dissonance of like knowing there's no future but at the same time also people are like really like afraid of dying but wanting to die all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there I feel like you see this in celebrities too where they're I think they're just like there's a huge there's a huge fear of aging these days. And I'm trying to wonder or we're always asking our guests like where that's coming from because as we say on this show aging is the new cancer. And, <laughs> that's uh, that's funny. I like I that. Mean, I, I, <laughs> the two go hand in hand. I but I just don't understand it. It's like it's like, what are we so afraid of? Maybe it's because of what you're saying is because uh, there used to be like, you can look forward to getting older, but well, now... like life sucks well, more than ever, I yeah. think. Well, or, you know, like, you know, not like in a global sense, like I like my life. I think life is, is generally good and it's uh, preferable. Let's get really heavy. It's preferable to the alternative. Sure. But yeah, I think like that's the real, that's where, you know, on a psychic level, the fear is coming from, like being so afraid of dying because you're afraid you haven't lived. Yeah, exactly. I think like the number one fear of death is like FOMO. Absolutely, (laughs) you know, and like like that's what people fear about dying. And I think like you know if if 
if you're if you feel in control of your life or you feel like that you've like you feel happy with the person you are and like the you know like when you wake up in the morning you don't want to like jump out a window i i think it's just like if if, if you're worried that you've never achieved the things that you thought you were going to as a kid or that you think that people around you have achieved for themselves or and tried I think, to go for them either yeah and then, then then i think like the the fundamental like unknowability and like uncontrollability of the world becomes like deeply terrifying and like death is like the number one thing in life that no one's control of really i mean like you can you can exercise and like you know try to be healthy or like avoid the things that you think are going to kill you but you know like disaster stalks everyone it's out there that's not much of a life yeah and like and i think like with, with, with covid too i think it just scrambles people's brains especially americans who have this like psychotic need like i said to control everything and that like and also that like good and bad moral choices like sort of add up like someone's keeping tabs on those that'll add up in a way that like you'll be rewarded or punished and to see oftentimes that people are rewarded or punished uh completely independent of the things they they say and do indiscriminately or, yeah just totally indiscriminately i think that really fucks with people and they feel like they'll cheated in some way yeah i mean it reminds me of the that that reoccurring meme once in a while where you kind of have to roll your eyes where you see somebody like you know, touting, touting some, um, some celebrity sicko and then just saying, you know, uh, or either they look really good, maybe someone who isn't as, uh, as, as scandalous as others and saying like, damn, you're this, there's a reason why they look this way because they're unproblematic. But, uh, that's just, how I felt when I saw a picture of, uh, Henry Kissinger recently, <laughs> um, that, that man's looking good <laughs> or, or Diane Feinstein. <laughs> do you guys think Oof. about, do you guys, uh, Oh God damn. Yeah. Uh, man, do you think, all right. Speaking of um, Diane Feinstein, is it Feinstein or is it I Feinstein? Think it's, I, I say Feinstein. I, I use both. It's not for me to say. Well, I know you know. Look, I uh, <laughs> the reason why I enjoy uh, tuning into Chapo is you know you guys don't take any you you you're not you're not shy about uh, commenting on uh, political figures and their appearances. And uh, I guess I thought it'd be fun to ask you uh, who in um, who in the, that space has got the best work done. Oh, Nancy Pelosi. Oh, oh, yeah. With the, uh, she's definitely gotten like a bluff, bluff stacked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I well, I guess it's it's worthy of debate, like whether Joe Biden. Joe work, actually, Joe Biden has really good work. Yeah, done. well, because he's got like a, a he's really got like a couple done. facelifts at yeah, this point, yeah. and like if it were. You know, I, I think he looks like shit. But I don't know. He like he he looks way better than someone his age should look. Yeah, he looks yeah. he looks way like he doesn't sound or appear that way when he's speaking. <laughs> Firstly, you but can't like, get a facelift. I mean, honestly, like, it, it's Joe Biden's like the strongest thing he has going for him is that he is like, in my opinion, like a for for someone who's eighty plus years old, like he seems fairly handsome and like you know healthy. You heard it here first. Will uh, Menneker says Joe Biden. Handsome. I mean, I like I, listen, I mean, not, not his brain, not yeah, his sure. brain. <laughs> You can only do so much there, but like his sure. appearance, like whatever work he's had done, I think is really working for him. There's a pleasing him. nature, you know, like to be a, a national politician, you have to like, you know, there That's has to exactly be something it. pleasing about your face or at least just doesn't announce itself as unpleasant. Sure. He's old in a, in, in, in like a pleasing way where you yeah. imagine like, 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 a, like, like a That's, nice, how, that's how you want your a grandpa, nice grandpa. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Like there's some like, he, he's the grandpa that you're excited to go sure. visit and not kind of like nervous because his house smells weird. And, right, you know, right. Or age aside, someone 
someone like Marjorie Taylor Greene who just looks like busted. She looks like Ron Perlman. <laughs> <laughs> she does. She does. True. Well, I feel like it's kind of all right. So it's funny because I feel like Trump is, you know, he's not exactly the same age, but he's in the same bracket. But it looks like he almost got like taxidermied. Yeah, you know what I mean? his work is bad. So, you think it's bad? All right. Yeah. Okay. Whereas, like, all right, uh, Biden, right? It's like you can tell my man's on his way out, but he's right. doing it very. He's he's keeping up to date with the, whatever uh, drugs and routine that they've got him on. That the CIA. I mean, what do you think? What do you think? What with? do you think they have him on? What do you think? How do they get adrenochrome? Uh, adrenochrome. <laughs> um, we we've been talking about this on the show recently. I think it's like uh, a mix. Uh, we, uh, we've concluded it's a mix of like uh, Vivans, Vivans, and Percocet, like a nice like upper end downer to keep you sort of balanced, l- leveled yeah. out. Yeah, that's a lifestyle yeah. I can uh, I can endorse. Um, wait. So you think Trump's work is good? No, I no, yeah. I did not say that. Okay, uh, I said, uh, I said, I mean, you know, I really don't think about Trump's face that much. Mm-hmm. I sometimes I I think uh, when a new image drops on the internet where he's wearing a beanie, I'm like that that looks cute. Yeah. Uh, or when you know he's he's making faces, but uh, I think. I'm, I, you know, because what you just said there is that to be a political figure and be successful at it, there has to be something like aesthetically pleasing going on. And I just wonder, I'm wondering what, what his juice is. You know what I mean? Outside of him, him, him being the, uh, the, the icon he is. But um, if there's anything that just kind of draws your eye to him outside of, because like, it's like all of it's all really trite now, the hair, right? But there has, there's, there's something going on there. I think, I think he has his own special like brand of swag. And if the Democrats could bottle his swag and douse themselves in it, like like the Trump swag, I think is like it's you know a swagger that is divorced from like how men are supposed to look. Like sure. I think yeah. it's you know like he could, he looks kind of gay. He's got that stupid um, bouffant hair. Yeah, he's got the bouffant <laughs> hair. He's got like you know his eyes like they put on you know one size too big of sure. goggles for the spray tan. Like I don't think he looks like what we're supposed to view as traditional masculinity, but some. Somehow it works for him. Well, because I feel like, uh, and I think maybe you guys said that you said this on your show is that you know it's because you're not you're not trying to come off as masculine, right? Yeah, end up just that seems like a masculine and trait. He's in like general. camp. Well, yeah, because yeah. 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 like keep in mind about Trump, there are probably like half the women in the state of Florida would fuck him like this second. Like he is their dream. He is a dream boat to like a certain percentage of like the U.S. female population over the age of fifty who also look busted. Yeah, but like I don't know. Like I, I think about Donald Trump. Like you said, like the fact that he is this like he's so queeny and like just his his mannerisms and appearance are like sort of like he is like this like old woman basically. Yeah. Um. But I always think about like like that in terms of like um like pimps who like you know like <laughs> uh, like like straighten their hair and wear a ton of jewelry and are just like have like like long fingernails and like like all kinds of rings and stuff like that there's like to 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 catch a bitch eye you have to be you have to have to be better dressed and like have more jewelry and makeup than the woman that you're trying to impress and like especially when you are at the same time politically associated as an af- avatar of like alpha male traditional american masculinity but you have this like very fruity affect and like sure. style along with you. I think that like that that's like that's a that, that's a really powerful potent mix. I yeah. think that he attracts a lot a of women. He should wear a pinky ring. Yeah, he should wear a pinky. Yeah, ring. doesn't that seem well, fitting? It, yeah, well, it's funny too because I feel like you know uh, being online that I, you know being so online, I feel like that works for Trump. But for whatever reason, I think sometimes you people. The fellas who lean into it a little bit too much, mm-hmm. there's a bit, there's a bit of a pushback. Yeah, you know? something we ask on this show a lot is, you know, how, not just an appearance, 
Because I feel like, all right, so I feel like women do, all right, generalizing here, there is like, because they have to engage with a certain type of coastal man, there is like a fantasy of having like, you know, that Midwestern guy who knows how to fucking like, you know, knows how to use tools, Mm -hmm. has like 50 followers on Instagram. Yeah. Um, Is not engaged. Keep looking, honey. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hasn't seen all the posts. Call me. You know, like, but we, so we're trying to figure out, you know, for our listeners, for the people who tune into the show, you know, because everyone's looking for their big brother, looking for their looking for their for daddy. Mm-hmm. What? How should the fellas be online? Like, what is what is what is a top tier um, male posting behavior, uh, replying behavior? How how can we help? How can we help him? Well, Will got onto one, and then I'll defer to him because you know he's a male poster. But Will got on was hinting at one earlier, which I think is never appear mad online and mostly um, don't reply. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I would say like I I, I imbibe the lessons from my from my online Jordan Peterson, uh, Big Dave. Uh, X Malwa, you may, you may know him, but Big Dave was the uh, at a very <laughs> crucial time. Uh, he he was the pioneer of the hashtag Who Care movement, <laughs> and I think Who Care very powerful. I think Who Care is is the is the attitude to be to to have your post not be annoying. And I mean, I know I, I know I, I you know started out and uh, you know reached a certain level of success by engaging in the discourse but like i don't know for years now like i have lost all appetite for doing that like i, I don't want to argue with anyone i don't want to like you have know, like, your I, say i'm not saying like i i don't engage in like politics or like i'll do it if i think like a joke is there or if i sure. really, if i really care about something but for the most part i just like trying to just like post about the shit that i like i just want to like have fun with my friends i just want to see my friends online and i don't want to i don't want to argue with anyone and i don't want to like like have to like have to weigh in when like like everyone is drinking out of the same toilet bowl and everyone's got to rush in like uh hey like i think mass shootings are bad and <laughs> yeah you know like yeah. you just- know those days on twitter where it's like oh oh like someone someone like once got mad at chapo we were like this was you know pandemic we were upstate and like you know someone had just been killed by the cops and uh-huh. people were like tweeting Chapo being like pretty fucked up that they haven't like registered you know their dismay at this or you know I hope I'm not breaking news no. here but it was just like you know like at some point I think like everyone gets this kind of posting disease especially if they're trying to like be someone online where they feel like like they're they're accountable yeah. to a public sure um, there's this like invisible ombudsman in their head that like some or, public or, editor or you know like accountable to a public in terms of like um a bad thing has happened or you know the supreme court did this or like there's everyone hates the new jonathan chait thing and I, if i haven't like had my say about it online people are going to be thinking like i'm out of touch or also like you know i i see a lot of people like not even with that many followers like kind sure. of kind of like think that they're accountable in the sense of like needing to apologize or like, like yeah you're, you're not you're not the governor you don't need to issue a public statement yeah yeah like literally like yeah kind I always of public felt like statements. that's kind of like you know not to not to give anybody any tactics but like i always felt like apologizing is kind of oh, yeah. sh- never is, apologize is, yeah, I, never, never retreat apologize. never apologize I mean, even if you're wrong even if you're wrong don't do it no just yeah. don't no. do it yeah, because the thing is it's just like you're never going to please anyone I mean sure maybe there are times you know I don't. I have no idea I haven't been and, in a and position never defend like this yourself yeah. either 
Never. No, let others come to your head. Yes. Yeah. 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 Defending yourself is almost akin to an apology because you're just you're just showing people that like there's a chink in your armor. You know, you're you're seeing that you're being you're, affected. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. seeing that like that you have. Face. Yeah. <laughs> you're seeing that you have seen uh, people being mad at you, and even if you're not letting on like, oh, this is getting to me. You know, there's something about it that conveys like, oh, your people's critiques matter, and I need to respond to them. Yeah. And that is why who care is like you need to. <laughs> that's a question you need to ask yourself before before posting anything and if the yeah. answer is like i mean look if, if if you care about it like i'm not i'm not trying to like i'm not trying to censor anyone i believe in free speech above all above University all of austin yes. over here um but yeah like no I, th- I think it's good to like uh temper yourself by by posing the question who care and the answer is uh mostly no one yeah, mostly no one yeah. yeah all right that's fair enough um well, hey, I've been uh, I've been enjoying listening to um, uh, Movie Mindset lately. Oh, thank you. And uh, you know, I think well, this kind of like all right. I have a couple of things I want to either ask or say here because what in in kind of like growing up and um, creating the show and years of just like success and like kind of being really disengaged with the discourse. You know, you're kind of like obviously you want to start doing new things, right? Mm-hmm. You want to like create like new extensions of the universe, um, and so like. I feel like I'm kind of there. T- well, not entirely there with this show, but like, yeah, you have other interests. You have other things that you kind of want to bring to the table. Um, movie mindset being one of those. But as I have you two here, because I thought it'd be fun. Um, you know, what would be a good double feature exploring, uh, you know, aging as the new cancer, uh, anything related to, 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 to wellness, anything like, like what are, cause I'm trying to figure out what those movies are, how maybe we're going to tie it into our show. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> That's a good question. Because I will say, I re- the recent, the last movie I saw recently, not about aging, I saw, I, I saw Sick of Myself. And it is, oh, I've uh, heard that's great. It's a, it's a movie about a worsening uh, skin skin condition, but not a single skincare product was mentioned. And uh, so I, I can't use that one. So I'm trying to figure out what what's out there. And maybe we should explain what Movie well, Mindset okay. is to our to our listeners. Yeah, what do, yeah. yeah. You want to plug your show? Oh, well, yeah. Like, uh, Movie Mindset is a new uh, mini-series I'm doing with uh, Hessa from Seeking Derangements. It's like, we're, we've are we recorded seven episodes. It's going to be like, the first season is going to be ten episodes, and I hope to bring it back um, in the fall for Halloween for doing, doing some horror movies. But basically, Movie Mindset is just like, you know, like, I've I've always loved doing movie episodes on the show, but like, the, uh, we're doing the movie episodes on the show, it's always a movie that we're going to make fun of. And I guess for me, like, the challenge is someone who you know has a uh, sneering ironic contempt for everyone and everything in the world is like can can i can i can i be funny and can i like you know f- fill the hours on mike right. um talking about art that i think is really good and really important and really doesn't matter to me so it's sort of like a a, a check on like you know put, putting up or shutting up about like you know like i talking about movies as much as i do and relating so much of my life back to things in movies um, like, you know, like this is my sort of like, I, I don't want to like say like film school because like that's a mistake for anyone involved. <laughs> but no, I mean, this is just like like a, a, some of the art that's like really shaped my life and that matters to me. And it's sort of like a primer of like either like you're already into movies and like, you know, like like any podcast, it's just about the personality of the the people who are talking. But like if, you, if you'd like to sort of follow my path about how I got became a movie sicko, this is sort of like my my sort of tour guide through my uh, inner self so uh, i wanted to, to open up a little bit and 
Yeah, like um, talk talk about art that's meaningful to me, and that's not like not I don't enjoy talking about it because it's funny to make fun of, but like something that I think is actually like really important and um, means a lot to me, and hopefully other people as well. I was considering your your question very carefully. Let's let's hear it. What 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 movies do you have on that? All, all I'm coming up with is maybe like Death Becomes Her. Is that the one with uh, Meryl Streep? Yeah, Goldie Hawn, Bruce Willis. Yeah, but that's yeah. not a skincare product. They drink like a little potion. Well, yeah, not, that, yeah. it's adrenochrome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, truly. And, and like you know, they're they're women of a certain age. Sure. Um, and their foil is Isabella Rossellini. Oh yeah. You know, at at peak hotness, although she still looks great. She does. Um, I'm trying to th- like I'm having a hard time. What do, what other good aging movies are there? Uh, when I think of my movies about like aging I think about I don't know the like I talk about film school 101 uh, Ozu's Tokyo Story is like a movie that if you've ever studied film like you've probably come across Tokyo Story or the works of Ozu and you know it's, it's, a, it's a movie about like a an elderly couple who takes a trip to Tokyo to visit their their kids, and it's a very like it's a very melancholy like sad movie about about old people. I also think of uh, David Lynch's The Straight Story with uh, Richard Farnsworth. That's about a an old man who drives a lawnmower across country. But then I'm thinking I don't know like just off the top of my head thinking about like uh, wellness. <laughs> I'm thinking about Cronenberg's uh, latest movie Crimes of the Future, which is about not wellness. <laughs> And like, you know, like uh, struggling to eat and sleep and as like, you know, our bodies become colonized by microplastics and like kind of like the always be optimizing in a a bodily sense and also controlling your biology. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Um, Okay. Any, any others that come to mind? I'm I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think for myself. Yeah. I can come up with like, you know, women aging mortality movies. Sure. Let's. Man, I'm thinking about the uh, the skincare treatment in uh, Terry Gilliam's Brazil. You know, I've never seen that. Oh, okay. Even though like, there was a, a, there was a her, like, sequence like, face, of that, like literally like pulled like oh. like laffy taffy. Oh well, that's skincare for yeah, you. That's that's Hell a possible yeah. tie-in. Okay. Um, I don't know, maybe like Alexander Payne movies. Uh, those those are about old guys <laughs> in Nebraska. Yeah, yeah. Nebraska. Uh, that's, oh, a, God. that's a fun cheery movie yeah. about getting old. All right. Well, all right. Well, thank you uh, for uh, answering some of these questions. I would like to close off the show with some segments, if you guys will humor me. Hit us. All right. So the first segment is called uh, Dewey Rude, the segment in which you get to uh, address all your haters or you yourself can be a hater, whether it is directed at someone personally, something culturally, how you want to interpret it is up to you too. Let's hear it. You take it. You're the hater. Um, Who am I hating on these days? Um, I'm hating on... Uh, anyone who is um, anyone who is uh, expanding cruelty, injustice, and hatred in the world? No, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> well, obviously, <laughs> uh, no. I'm hitting on I'm hitting on uh, Elon Musk's new CEO of Twitter, Lindy Yaccarino, and the World Economic Forum. Uh, I thought I thought I thought Twitter was based now, but it turns out <laughs> it's woke. And Lindy Yaccarino and the World Economic Forum, uh, the, the cat turd free speech army, is coming for you. Mm. I have no idea who that is. Cat, cat turd too. It's a yeah. Don't don't oh, investigate. Okay, okay. All right. Yeah. Know, this is he's just a, what I saw big, when I woke up this morning. He's a big Elon Musk like booster on Twitter. No, I mean it's it's played out, but I really can't stand that motherfucker. Like I, I I hate seeing his stupid face. I hate hearing his thoughts about anything. Sure. I hate Teslas. I, I yeah, think I, I just. But like, do you think there'll ever be a point where? eventually like he'll lose all favor with like the mass public to the point where like 
for example, a um, uh, friend of the show, uh, Jonah from uh, Blackbird Spy Plane, commented on. Um, I love Blackbird Spy Plane. Uh, <laughs> he commented on how uh, you know normies are getting around to hating on Bono, so therefore Bono is cool again. Do you think Elon Musk will have mm. the effect at some point? Or you you could become endeared to him in a little bit. I sure uh, hope not. No, <laughs> and, and and Bono is not cool again. I, I don't know. I don't know about this Blackbird spy plane person, but Bono was is they're not. good. They're good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, man, who am I beefing with? Do you know who I'm beefing with? Uh, did, you, did someone say something to you recently? Do you have? Oh man, you want to air it out. This is uh I, I really I'm I'm seeming like such a such a peace not hate person. Yeah. Oh, I was wondering, all right, because I feel like you two just you talk about topics a lot, you talk mm-hmm. about things. Do you guys ever get nervous coming onto a show where you're asked about the personal details of your lives? Uh not really. No? Yeah, I guess we we like yeah, you know, we don't like I, I would never say write a personal essay. So, you know, I guess I feel insulated in that way. But, you know, talk, dropping the skincare routine feels harmless. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Do you feel like anything would be used against you? Well, it's interesting that you ask that, like, you know, and this is, you know, I'm, I'm not fucking Bono. So, like, you know, take what I'm <laughs> saying with a grain of salt. But, like, Will and I have talked about, like, you know, he's stopped kind of posting photos of like me or even like our cats like on Twitter because people, you know, and it's like it's a tired meme format, but there's like something to it where like I remember this was a while back, but it like, you know, it it didn't get under my skin, actually. Um, but, you know, someone was like we had just moved in together and like we had posted, I don't know, something. The, the upshot was we got a new couch. And uh-huh. so people were like seizing on that like. Oh, yep, Chapo. Oh, you're a socialist, but you bought you a new a couch. couch. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, what, what could a couch cost? Two million dollars? <laughs> you know, it was just like stuff like that. Or, yeah. Um, you got to issue an apology. Yeah, yeah. truly. So, sorry for the, the Joy Bird couch, I guess. Um, sorry for being like really good at making money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, it's, it's a marketplace, <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah, I, I hate people who like try and like kind of try and get, get you out at like being a bad socialist or something. Sure. Yeah, that sucks. And people also love to do that about like, oh, you pay rent and you're a socialist. What's well, like, well, I live in New York City. Wait, what's the alternative? I mean, like other than owning property, like what, like, like, but like, it's, I thought that's a bad thing. I thought that's a bad thing. Well, right? it's, like, you're, it's bad to own property if you're a landlord, but sure. you know, what we should all be doing as, you know, perfect co-op. leftists is, is moving to the commune and using our skills as a graphic designer or, you know, as right, a right. social media poster to, I don't know, become farmers. Well, I didn't know there's like a, like a, like, I guess those, that like community with those kind of views were like, like still within the, the listenership. You know what I mean? I don't know if they even have Maybe. those views or not. I just think it's like any excuse. It's just catch, trolling. Just any excuse to catch someone out or even if like they, they, they think they're being funny, but it's just annoying. Yeah. People, yeah. people trying to riff unsuccessfully. Yeah. That's who I that's, have beef with. Yeah. That's who I have beef with. Unfortunately. Um, yeah, someone once commented on one of our like Instagram photos of us just like being lovely in the country. Like, oh, you guys are like Jelaine and Bill Clinton or something. <laughs> yeah. And I like And that. I was just like like yeah, like uh like clearly someone who's like a fan of Chapo and like trying to like be overly familiar, but it was like, so what was the vision here? Sure. You know, like what was the joke that were chomos? Um <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's what I have beef. All right, with. damn, that's beef right there. All yeah. right, all right. Uh, another segment. Um, uh, dude of the week. You know, anybody, anybody on your mind? It could be a, a character. I mean, I know we already mentioned uh, uh, new CEO, but um, 
yeah, anybody you want to either shout out. I got I got two dudes of the week. Well, two, two dudes in my mind that I want to pick up right now. <laughs> Yo, uh, fellas, is it gay to have a dude of the week? <laughs> <laughs> yes, is the answer to that question. I've got two. All right, my first dude of the week is... is He's ready. That, my first dude of the week is that dude... Jalen Brunson, point guard of the New York Knicks, 48-minute heroic, 38 points, 48 minutes, heroic performance to keep the Knicks from being eliminated in Madison Square Garden. I've been watching the NBA playoffs. I'm thrilled that the uh, Knicks have made a made a run in the playoffs, knock on wood. Sure. But no, Jalen Brunson is the guy who uh, I am... I'm bigging up right now. I'm my, my second dude of the week. Uh, equally impressive New Yorker, a legend. It's ADA Barba from Law and Order Special Victims Unit, played by Raul Esparza. Catherine and I we're big. We're big Barba heads. Yeah, we just. I, I love Barba. I want more Barba. Barba, Barba. Bar- folks. Barba. <laughs> he's going to be very unfair to me in the civil trial, but he's part of the, the, the special victims. They're not so special anymore. Yeah, I, I brought. Not there. I brought SVU into into our lives. Okay, you know, yeah. like having started watching it as a child, like way sure. too young, like as a family show. And so now Will and I are, are redacted seasons into... Goddamn. Yeah. You know, I never got on that. It's such easy viewing, you know? It's well, just like, yeah. I'm learning that because I, I, I caught the bug. I caught the curiosity. I am. I have been watching The Good Doctor. Oh, yeah. That's a yeah, dude of the week. I, uh, Dr. Han is having uh, a huge... <laughs> 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 yeah. Freddie Highmore. Shout out to, uh, to um, my man going full mode. Uh, full, yeah. full, full, mode, full what mode? mode? Yeah, what y'all, y'all ever, full, y'all ever see Tropical Thunder? Full send. Yeah, yeah. I actually tr- just, yeah. I actually just started watching The Good Doctor this week because of all the clips people shared on Twitter, and I gotta say, not that bad a show. <laughs> it is. It's. I. We. I'm invested. Like, um. Uh. My viewing partner. We are very invested in yeah. this. We are. It. It's. I mean, whatever you could say, it's just like high. I mean, it's made by David Shore, so it's it's, it's house. It's, it's house. It's yeah. house. It's house. Yeah. And like I said, it's like uh, the Good Doctor is house, except like instead of your doctor being a sardonic drug addict, he has Rain Man level autism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, I was talking to one of my friends, and um, he was uh, he was curious about like the formula for network TV, which is usually you take a public servant. You give them um, uh, a disability of some sort, and uh, you got to give I them adversity. The third, the third, uh, the third fucking thing it is in the in the ingredient list, but uh, you know, you can plug that into ChatGPT and you get a yeah, you get a really great lineup of uh, titles like mm-hmm. um about uh, what did he do the other day? He he the bad firefighter, yeah, or <laughs> and and uh, um, the, he, the he has a really the... wicked peanut allergy that challenges him. Uh, what did he say? He said um um uh, a public defender who has dys- dyslexia. That's good. <laughs> overcomes it. That's so, good. Um yeah, good doctor, great viewing. I'm invested at some point because the clips really don't do it justice because no. you're kind of like this there's something kind of very and i know everybody always like talks about this movie in like such a kind of like detached way and it has a cult following now but there's something kind of like southland tales about it yeah you know what i'm saying yeah and then the performance you know because it really kind of reminds me of like the rock like <laughs> doing uh, you know what I mean? in, yeah. in that particular movie um but when you actually watch it you you start rooting for your guy. Oh yeah, it's a, it's a. I want all my doctors to have autism. You know, oh, I mean, they they all do to agree. To yeah, agree. They have to. I mean, yeah. I, you know, uh, pimps don't kill themselves. <laughs> <laughs> How could this person commit suicide? He was a pimp. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, good my doctor's god! Friend. A little Southland Tales reference for you. Oh yeah, it took me Te- a minute teen there. is not a crime. Yeah, teen um, is not a crime. All right, but you, all right. So is that your dude of the week? 
You the sure? Good, the good yeah, doctor. yeah. Or, or Dr. Han. I'm not. We Dr. haven't seen Han. Dr. Han yet. What does he show up? I, I have no idea, but it seems like he's, you know, like, yeah. So he's he's my my TK dude of the week. Um, yeah. yeah, because it seems like he's got some good rejoinders to mm. the, the good doctor himself. That Dr. Melinda's, oh, you know, when's he going to give, give the good doctor some respect? When's he, I agree. I agree. All right, closing this off. Um, last segment. These are just we we call this the Dewey do's and don'ts. You uh, just things that we're either doing or we're not. You know, so <laughs> I like, like that. Or you know, just again to to round it all off. You know, we've we've created our own little um, um, our own you know manosphere imp- empire. What are we What are we telling the fellas to do? What are we telling them not to do? You oh know? man, um, we're we're telling them not to go to basement the club. <laughs> Wait, wait, what happened at basement? What happened? Uh, Catherine and I, we we were uh, we're uh, with our friends Chris and Molly. Uh, uh, we wanted to have like uh, they're they're about to move, and we wanted to have like a fun like like club night with them because they're you know like they go they go to DJ sets and like they're, you know like they're they're very yeah cool. they they go they're, very they're cool. in it they're, yeah. they're very cool yeah, and yeah. we were we wanted to go to see the, go to basement this weekend because there was last like a, weekend last weekend and because there was like you know uh, a DJ who they were a fan of and we were like okay. And I was like all stressed about what to wear or whatever. And then we get there. And I was like, don't worry about it. It's fine. Don't be stressed about what to wear. I mean, long story short, we were like uh, swiftly and immediately denied interest into this club just for being... Arbitrarily. Yeah, well, I mean, it's because I'm an uggo. <laughs> they, they actually stamped my hand. They stamped my hand and said uggo. And they sent me to the reject, the reject, uh, the reject dump. So yeah, actually, that's why I beef. Don't with. go to basement. I, I, yeah, I yeah, back. I've got that's huge beef with yeah. basement. Yeah, I mean, and they can make this up to us by uh, letting us in. Yeah. Um. God, what else are we doing yeah, or not we, doing? Uh, We're um. Well, like I, I'm I, not. I'm not tweeting about Succession. That's a that's a played <laughs> out. That's a very played out kind of post. I've been I, I've been I've been hating on Successions uh, for a while. Not not to not to suck my own dick. Yeah. But I the thing that I just drives me insane about shows like that recently or any kind of like trying to show like shows of the moment yeah is everyone's on their goddamn phone i know and it's not get, aesthetic it looks get, bad get them off the phone yeah get them off the phone uh but i i feel like that show lost its uh its juice a long time ago i think and it's a little it doesn't still, really know what it's doing you're anymore. still following it you've you've uh you've lost the plot yeah but um well i was gonna say um as we're recording this right now i am uh I'm downloading the new Zelda game, Zelda oh, Tears of the Kingdom. Right. So I will be doing that <laughs> and not doing uh, talking to friends, family, or uh, you know, maintaining social obligations mm-hmm. or responsibilities. So that's what I'm going to be doing this upcoming week. Leave them alone. Leave them alone. Yeah. Um, well, stick. All right. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks uh, for and, having uh, us. Anything you guys want to plug? Uh, I, I, so my side gig is for a subset called Discourse Blog, Lefty Politics. So subscribe to Discourse Blog, fully independent if that's your vibe. And yeah, like uh, for me, it's a movie mindset and Chapo. You can get all the movie mindset episodes just for subscribing to Chapo. So it's like, you know, one one price for all, all for that and hell on earth. It's it's value, folks. It costs it costs six times more than a Chapo subscription to not get into basement. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. Until next time. Bye-bye.